So I figured out my why and I completely transformed my body. I'm Bill Small. And I'm Miles Hansen. Welcome to The Subtle Art of Not Yelling, a weekly podcast for creatives about the creative process. Learn how to finish what you start, ship your work, and build a business without being the loudest on the block. Less Less noise, noise, more. (sighs) Hi, Miles. Oh, hey, Bill. Didn't see you there. I'd like you to meet my friend Rio. Oh, hey, Rio. Uh, oh, Rio. looking at a stuffed otter? Yeah. Oh, dude. That's so good. Yes, this is a stuffed otter. If you're, you, you can't see him if you're just listening on the thing. But yes, I'm holding a stuffed otter. This is the mascot for my son's school, the Blanco River Academy in Wimberley, Texas. And uh, he's part of a um, uh, Take Rio to Work day project they're doing so uh, here's rio on a podcast there you go oh, i love it <laughs> very cute i had a reason uh to do that because my you know my son brought home this this paperwork and i actually have to fill out some stuff about my work and what i do it's for their one of their life skills you know classes and oh, cool. and part of that also was bringing rio to work and taking pictures of rio uh, at work with you so I thought I'd take it one step further, put him on the pod for a minute, but I had a reason. I wouldn't have just, I probably wouldn't have just shown up with a stuffed animal on the podcast if I hadn't had a good reason. And one of the things I can absolutely attest to is that human beings don't do anything without a reason. Sometimes we don't even know what our reason is for what we do. And when we do stupid things or things that don't work for us, there's still almost always a reason behind that. Um, When we continue to do something that doesn't work and we're just banging our head against the wall that never works out, there's a reason behind that. Uh, When we finally uh, turn right instead of left, and we start to change our results or the way we feel or whatever, there was a reason underneath that decision. Everything has a reason. You just made me think of something super random, but I think it's a good example. Um, Have you ever been reading something or listening to something and someone recommends, like let's just say a strategy or read this book or something, like some sort of resource, and you don't do it, you know, you, you think about doing it, but you don't quite do it or you do it, but it doesn't work. You give up, you move on. And then let's say months later, years later, you're, let's say, working with a coach and the coach is really successful in what you want to do. So you trust them and they say, oh, yeah, you just got to do this. And they tell you the same thing that you heard years ago that you didn't really do, but they give you this reason. It worked for them. Here's exactly how you do it. Just do it. For some reason, this is like happened for me so many times where I, for some reason, for some reason, don't have a big enough reason until someone gives it to me. And of course, I'm talking about like a strategic thing. This is one side of the coin. But 
that is a, a perfect example. And then when I know why I'm doing it, because someone who I trust told me to do it, and I can trust the process, and I actually do it, it works. And I say, why didn't I do that two years ago? Well, you know, I wonder, uh, the last time you and I were in a conversation together on our podcast, we were talking about you being overloaded with projects or at least opportunities to step into new projects in addition to all the ones you already had. Which by the and, way, I feel so much lighter now. <laughs> by it's, it's by not taking on some of those things. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it stung at first, but now it feels really good. There has to be a reason underneath why you kept saying yes or wanted to say yes. Um, even when you knew like really deep down that it probably wasn't going to work. Right. What do you think the underlying reason is or reasons that had you kind of overload yourself in that way? Mm. That's a good question. Um, money is one. Like the opportunity to make money. Cause some of those things, wouldn't have made money for a while, right? Exactly. It's opportunity to make money. It's also a little, and I've thought about this a lot since, but it's kind of a scarcity mindset of like, well, I don't know if I'm going to get another opportunity like this. What if this takes off and I wasn't on the ship and I don't get another opportunity like this for years? So that's a, that's a FOMO reason. Yeah. You don't want to miss out on something, right? Which is funny because that's not... That's not how it works. <laughs> no. Uh, but the, that alone, that I don't think we've we've hit it yet. I, I still don't think that, like, none of that is enough. There's something underneath there, too. Because to do something well, you have to do it for a long time. Typically, there's a period of time. Um, and you have to do it with the right intention. You have to do it when you don't want to. You have to do it when it's really, really fucking hard and you think it's all going to crumble. You still got to do it. I look at fighter bodies, which is a 12-week fitness program to kind of build, like sculpt a, a fighter body without getting punched in the face. So it's for like, And you just, you just went through this, right? I just finished this. Yeah. And before this, I had tried doing something like this on my own. I had tried creating a rough plan and getting in the gym as much as I could and eating well, and this and that. And I, it usually would last a few weeks. I'd make a little progress and then I'd fall right back. And I didn't really have a reason other than the obvious. Like I, I want to look good. I want to feel good. That's it. When I went through fighter bodies with my friend and now coach Ali, he has this thing called the Y call. And you do this within the first couple of weeks of the program. So, you know, he could just, he could just give you a diet plan every week, a workout plan and send you on your way and do some check-ins here and there. But he sets up this why call where you dive to the bottom. Like you get to the core of why you want to do this. And it got deep right? You get, you get pretty, um, you get pretty deep. So I figured out my why 
and I completely transformed my body ultimately, which was really hard. What was your why? Well, to stay out of some of the weeds, it was for a lot of reasons, definitely future. So thinking about outside of myself, like, okay, yes, I want to look good. I want to have a six pack. That's fun. I think that, you know, that's just fun to have. If you can do it, why not? You know, I live on the beach now. I take my shirt off a lot. I didn't like taking off my shirt before. I, it was a big thing for me actually, because, um, I was, had like some weird shame or something. Who knows what it was, but I didn't like there's taking a, off my shirt. There's a, there's a confidence yeah. uh, thing in there. Like you wanted a, a next level of confidence. I could get that. What, but what Absolutely. else, was, what did you get to? Yeah. Um, thinking about my, my future. So future kids, future family, thinking about my friends and family around me, um, my internal health and habits, that stuff. If I were to kind of keep going down the path I was on, you know, eventually, especially if it snowballed, eventually I'd end up really unhealthy and not, um, helpful. <laughs> For anyone and, and maybe not even, you know, something happens down the road and I'm not even there, right? If I'm thinking long term or not so long term, who knows? Um, so that was a big reason is outside of myself for self selfish reasons. I wanted to take care of my body. And, you know, there's this fighter mentality and mindset built into this program because he's a he is a amateur MMA fighter, he competes. And so I went through that and I got to embody that and I got to turn on this piece of me that's really never been turned on, which is fighting for something. So I got to fight for that. I got to fight for myself, my confidence, um, my ability to like show up and be a man of my word. If I say I'm gonna go to the gym, if I say I'm gonna do these things that I don't wanna do, right? Early in the morning, I'm tired. Um, I don't want to drink a gallon of water a day. I don't want to eat these meals, whatever it is. I got to prove that I'm in control, not my mind. Mm. And. Well, that's a big reason right there. That's a big reason right there, you know? Well, okay. Yeah. So that brings me to the title that I, so you kind of give yourself a, a name, right? Like a fighting name. And so it was. It was two component, two opponents, me versus me, but one version of me was called Miles the Half-Hearted Hanson. This was the one that eats whatever, stays up late, doesn't prioritize health. Then the, the next version of myself that I was sculpting very slowly over time, over these 12 weeks, was Miles the Sovereign, which I don't know if you know, but that's like one of my favorite words because it being a sovereign being, I think is, is very hard for a lot of people in, in our world. And it's so important. It, it puts you in control of your vessel, of your mind, um, of your state of being, everything. You're like a sovereign nation and you're not going to let your brain cross the border without permission. <laughs> <laughs> right. So 
I think that I had an actual reason that was way deeper than just a six pack. And that's why I finished. I made weight. I completely transformed my life from the inside out. Yeah. You know, that's a big one. And of course you're touching on an area where, uh, people struggle with any kind of, uh, the majority of people struggle with any kind of weight loss, body transformation, changing your diet, changing your habits in that way, right? I am not immune to that. I struggle with it too. Uh, Everybody does. Mostly, I would say, because there is no connection to a deeper why. It doesn't mean there isn't one there, but you're not connected to it. And I think we could even... Uh, take that, I don't know, maybe up a level or over a level. I don't know if that's a lateral move or what to, uh, to the work we do as well. Um, if you're going to do something for a long time and, and do it well and have a career at it or build a, a sustainable business at it, I believe there has to be a why bigger than the buck. It has to be bigger than I do this to make money. At least it does for me because I've tried a lot of different things to make money and a lot of them were not sustainable. And I also found that the ones that weren't sustainable did not make me as much money. They didn't make me any money, really. I mean, they did, but not in the way that I needed or wanted. But then when I turned my attention to something that had a strong reason, other than money. Money might be a part of it or at least a byproduct of it, but not the real reason. Then those things always worked better and always make me more money. You know, like I, I always tell people that I don't play music or coach people for money. That's not why I do it, but you still have to pay me. Um, that's part of the deal, right? But it's not why I do it. I would do both of those things for nothing. If I didn't need any money at all, I'd be happy to do those things for nothing. Um, now, there's a lot more tied up into that with value and uh, people valuing what you do and you valuing what you do and all, you know, we could go down a whole nother road, which we've probably already been down. But the point is there has to be another reason. Well, I also like to think if money is your reason on the surface, it's not actually your reason because money is just in the way. Money is like a bridge. Well, money's money's just uh, a pile of made up paper and coin. It's not, it, it is only what we allow it. It only means what we allow it to mean. It's a means of exchange, right? Exactly. And you can look at it a whole lot of different ways. It's never the money that people want. It's what they want to do with it or what they think it will allow them to do. Okay, that's interesting. So if, you know, I think a lot of people listening would probably resonate with this. I just want to make 10K a month. Why? Exactly. Yeah, why? What if you, okay, write that down and then, scratch it out, replace it with something real. Like you and I like talking about instead of like the tangible things, like what, how do you want to feel? 
So the money can help you feel a certain way. I think it's a vehicle to help you get to a place where you feel a certain way. You wake up and you have a certain environment around you, certain people around you, right? Like these are the things that money can help you get to. They don't, they're not, oh, I don't want to go down that road. (laughs) Well, here, let me tell you a story that I think illustrates this perfectly. When I first started coaching professionally, uh, I worked in an office with a bunch of other coaches and we spent all day coaching people. And I was talking to a buddy of mine uh, who was a coach there and he was sharing with me a story about uh, a new client of his. And he was asking that client what she wanted, you know, what did she want to accomplish or create Uh, during this six-month coaching program or whatever it was. And she said that she wanted to win the lottery in the UK and win a million pounds, you know, or let's say a million bucks, right? She wanted to win a million dollars. And and he was, you know, there's a part of him, I'm sure, inside that was like, what the heck? You you want to you want me to coach you so you can win a million dollars? Not even so that you can make a million dollars. You just want to manifest it magically out of thin air, right? Wow. And he said, okay. Uh, why do you want the money? What would you do if if tomorrow I put a million dollars? in your bank account, what would you do? And in part of that conversation, she said, well, I would go, I've always wanted to go to, there's a particular place she had in mind. I want to go to this beautiful place and I want to swim with dolphins. And he said, okay, why don't we make that the thing you want to create instead of the million dollars? And she said, all right. And it turns out this woman was some kind of a therapist and she had a women's group that she worked with. She ended up getting the women in that group to pay her to take them swimming with dolphins. (laughs) And I love that story because it's a perfect example that it's never about the money. It's not about the money. It's about whatever you think that money will give you. And I think there are people who might argue with me and say that there are people that, you know, want to make a million or, or a billion or whatever, and that's their goal. But there is something else underneath that. There's how it's going to make them feel or how they think it's going to make them look or the power that it's going to give them in some way. There is always a reason. Yeah. Well, my reason is it always comes back to space. I just love space. You want to go to space? I, I just, I want to become an astronaut. <laughs> and that's it. So I got to tell you, we're ending the podcast. I got to go to space. I don't know if I'm going to come back. Um, anyway, yeah, I just love emptiness, like emptiness to do. I think that's where life is. Um, aside from the work that is really challenging and fulfilling and fun and all that, the life happens in the space, I think, where the space to think, the emptiness, the space to play, 
to be spontaneous, to create. Um, and, you know, like a couple weeks ago, I was kind of in the midst of no space. That's where overwhelm comes. That's where stress comes. That's where uh, you can't do any of the life stuff. So my that's my reason. And it, I mean, it goes way, way deeper than that. But on the surface, um, the space to be a human, because you never know when all of this is going to come to an end. So might as well enjoy it. That's that's why I do what I do. And that's how I make decisions is through that yeah. reason. Yeah. And I think if um, in those times, like you just did when you're struggling and maybe there's overwhelm or maybe even what you're doing just isn't working uh, before you make a decision about what to do next, sometimes it's really good to stop and look at well, why am I doing this? You know, what it, what's the reason? Why am I doing it? Am I doing it because I think I should? Am I doing it because I think uh, I'll make money at it? Am I doing it because, well, I've already started, so I might as well keep doing it? Or is there an actual reason that you can connect to and ride on? A man always has two reasons for doing anything. A good reason and the real reason. The world is overwhelming. We're constantly being pulled in a million directions, and it's only going to get worse. So much of what we're sold online is about planning, strategizing, and thinking. But doing is the hardest and most important part. The box is where projects get finished. In the box, you'll organize, prioritize your projects, and finish what you start. You won't learn anything new. You'll simply get a lot done and be a part of a small community of doers. Go to theboxworkshop.com. Hey, thanks for listening today. We can't do this without the support of our listeners. So please leave us a review or sign up for our newsletter at subtleartofnotyelling.com.